0: Hi there, and welcome to the SyrupCast. If you're tuning in to the SyrupCast for the first time, it's a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech website, in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. This is episode 182. We're recording it on Thursday, October 18th, 2018. This is Samir Chabra on hosting duties this week. Normally, Igor's the host, but I am here in his stead. On this week's show, we have Mobile Syrup Managing Editor Patrick O'Rourke. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm pretty good. How are you, Samir? I'm quite well, thank you for asking. Also joining us is friend of the show, Corey Herskew. Corey, how are you doing? I am very good. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Right, glad you're here. Last, but certainly not least, we have Mobile Syrup publisher, founder, and owner, Ian Hardy. Ian, how are you doing?
2: Lots to take in. I'm very well. Thank you very much.
0: Glad to hear it. So, if you've been living under a rock, cannabis was legalized in Canada yesterday. We're here to talk about the tech implications of that so, who wants to start? What are some tech implications?
2: All, well, online sales is a good way to begin. Let's begin there. Sure. I think sales of cannabis in Canada are available to it, be purchased. They, are. they and, are. And in store. And illegally, if you can get there. Well, nowhere in Ontario you're going to find it
3: illegally. uh, Ontario made it very, very clear that if anybody's caught after yesterday still doing it, they'll never get a license again. So there was a lot of celebration of people who were operating in the black market for a while who officially closed their doors up until Tuesday night. So have
1: all those dispensaries closed their doors?
3: Every single dispensary in Ontario. Where you would have seen in Toronto, anywhere you would have bought is now closed until April 1st. Let's, let's backtrack a bit Yeah Corey, tell us about
2: what you do and why you're here
3: My name is Corey Hersky I'm the founder and CEO of Rainmaker PR Rainmaker is a communications agency that focuses We got our name doing tech and lifestyle uh, Over the last year and a half We've repositioned ourselves into the cannabis industry Otherwise known as pivoting Pivoting In this space We've pivoted pivot. We've pivoted based That's on. That's a good word Yeah It's not much used buzzword. So thank you P- Pivot We like the buzzwords
2: in this Yes Rainmaker Buzz pivoted. being one of the key focuses oh. of this podcast. This entire conversation will be all puns about weed. Right. Cannabis. Corey,
3: so how did you roll into the industry? Oh, that's good. Did Tell you set more. it ablaze? Yes. <laughs> it was... Um, I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you. But a year and a half ago, I... I'm
0: going to puff, puff, pass it over to you. Oh, like, clever, You clever. just missed that one so hard. <laughs>
2: uh, did you know that Puff the Magic Dragon... He lived by the sea. Lived by the sea, but that's by Peter, Paul, and Mary... That's actually a song about cannabis. You're being sarcastic. So sarcastic. I'm not. (laughs) Susie, my wife, for those who don't know Susie, she says, because we got this Amazon Alexa, uh, Amazon Dot, the second gen, third gen? Third gen Dot. Third gen Dot is what you have. So we have it hooked up. And my daughter, who's four, says, Daddy, can you please play Puff the Magic Dragon? And because cannabis came into legislation, Susie, who's an interior designer, um doesn't know much about um doing cannabis she goes uh babe <laughs> <laughs> it's an important detail you I had be, to mention babe i gotta set the stage she goes did you know that puff the magic dragon is based upon cannabis i knew that there you go everything has an underlying
3: metaphor towards cannabis. isn't every song just about drugs yeah, like the Beatles. Uh, you know how sex used to sell. Now cannabis sells. Sprinkle cannabis on anything, and you will have skews flying off the shelf. Yeah, just
2: just like the show is on Netflix, right? Have you seen that show? I the have. Cooking on high, really, really good. Carry on. Anyways, back you- to it. I was a pharmaceutical monkey who was pumping everything in to deal with
3: my anxiety, and my ADHD, and all that jazz. I tried CBD as a form of therapy. It worked. Started dabbling to THC, just because why not? And I found that I became a much clearer, more positive person. And I was like, you know what? I have this access to tell these great stories. It's my duty to do that to help other Canadians. And yes, I did to say duty. Um, and that's it. So now Rainmaker is doing very predominantly
2: cannabis PR with a lot of very cool tech clients. Great. So for the online uh, activity, or what, what's your take on cannabis tech? I think cannabis tech is going to keep everybody in the industry accountable.
3: Now there's gonna be no more paperwork, no more lost inventory. So they, like blockchain? No, okay. no not so, blockchain. So what do you mean? Are you Keeping talking like
1: about inventory system? Inventory
3: software and services where there's, a, there's actually a really cool company that uh, was actually listed as LinkedIn's top 10 fastest growing company in Canada called Ample Organics. And they are a seed to sale software solution. Say that five times fast. You can think of them as like the WordPress for cannabis. They are they implement from seed to sale to keep everything compliant from the LP, but everything down to everything is tracked.
2: Oh, seed to sale, like a cannabis seed to sell. Right it. from not seed like to grow seed your to wait. No, 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 not money. Okay. It's a
3: software that all they have like ninety percent market penetration. It is they have a software that makes sure that everything that's done is done in compliance with the with the government with ACMPR, hmm. and. Uh, there's software solutions, there's hardware solutions, there's people tracking now so you know where to go and what to do. And at the end of the day, what it's doing is not only keeping p- things accountable, but allowing people to make more educated decisions because data-driven decisions are accurate decisions and they're not ambiguous and decisions from your friend next door. They're based on subjective, educated decisions that you can read up and learn about yourself and figure out what you can do.
2: So, so what, what does cannabis uh, mean for the everyday Canadian?
3: There's two ways to look at it. There's the everyday Canadian who is just fine living their life, who would have gone and you have to find out what your tolerance is. What happens if you had a, a writer here who went for one, two, three drinks and next thing you know, they were too inebriated to come back to work? There's going to be a, a really no big... There's going to be a lot of issue with that, with people going and smoking weed because they I can, can and coming back to work and not being able to do their jobs effectively. It doesn't matter whether it's legal, but because there's that gap between medicinal and non-medicinal... There's gonna have gonna be a fine line where it, how is it acceptable at the workplace and if you do have your medicinal card that's fine if you don't and you can't really handle yourself if you're new to it maybe you have to make an adult decision pull up your big boy pants and say, maybe I'll wait until after five o'clock till I smoke that joint. Legal just because it's legal doesn't mean it's okay to do it all the time. Right.
2: You're just not gonna be harassed on the street for doing it. What do you think the implications of uh, cannabis will be in across the country or
3: globally for that matter? They rolled it up province to province. So it makes it, you look at each province, how they're handling it differently. Some have stores, some don't. I think keeping it online only was cutting off the legs before you, like cutting off the legs at your knees. What's that saying going? It's like all the LPs, you can't force a plant to grow. And what is an LP? An LP is a licensed producer. Anybody who's growing that when you go on to OCS.ca and you see all these rec brands, recreational brands. They are owned by the bigger LP, kind of like how you, Rogers has Fido and all their cheap Their sub. So they have like a medical, and then they have a medical that's patient focused, and they okay. have a recreational that's you focused, non medicinal. And is there a crossover with the strains that they're they're selling on a medical if there, basis? If, if it's also, a, if it's, there is crossover, and that's actually the point I was getting to, is that you can't force a plant to grow faster. So all these LPs had all the inventory, but they still have to fill up with OCS. All of a sudden now, because they can make more off it me as a patient goes on there and my favorite strain is, no, is sold out now, is no longer available, and it's 40% more expensive from OCS. Uh, okay. OCS is now sold out of everything. So now me as a medicinal patient, I can't go on to my favorite LP as a patient and buy my favorite strain because it is no longer available now. It's all very, very heavy Indica dominant. Indica is more of a nighttime thing. It's, there are a lot more Indica dominant strains that are available only now. Um, in terms of tech... There's now a lot of... Pro, there's startups, there's strain print as well. There's apps that are making it so now that people can make educated decisions and anybody's going to buy, don't buy because it's legal. Do your, do your homework. Fin, figure out what you can handle, what you can't handle. Otherwise, you're going to be that police officer who had an edible and had a paranoid, Great a, paranoid trip Great and ended up in a tree. Sorry, what? what was that story? <laughs> Sorry,
0: what? I saw I saw
1: a resurface yesterday. I, I don't know the specifics of it, but uh, a police officer ate... Uh, a gummy. A, a gummy or an edible of some sort that was confiscated. I don't even know what country this took. I think it was in the States. Was no, it, it was where here. It, it was, was it on Vaughn
3: Road. <laughs> it was literally at Vaughn Road.
2: Anyways, they, didn't they end up calling the police?
1: <laughs>
3: yes. Yes. The police
2: officer who, who took the edible, the which is illegal, yeah.
3: had a, had a schizophrenic episode from the edible climbed up into a tree and had to call... Oh, this is something different than what you're... Oh, you're I'm talking different. about like a, really? an actual on-duty police officer who Fun ate times. a confiscated gummy. He was on duty. On duty, ate a confiscated gummy, had a, had a psychotic episode and ended up in a tree and had to call other people. And the person who helped him slipped and fell and hurt herself
2: and she's on disability now. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 okay, well, that doesn't really relate to tech. Nothing at all. However, that brings up a good point about where to... Where is it? Where... Will people go to buy their cannabis? Right, right now, you can only go to OCS. Totally in uh, Ontario. However, I don't. I go somewhere else. I buy ed- I buy edibles from a uh, a website that was referred to me by a friend. He said, "Hey, go do this website. You'll enjoy it." And I've been doing that ever since. And it's an edible. It's a gummy. It's illegal until about a year from now, maybe.
1: And there's lots of those sites around it's and still they, operating. And they,
2: and yes, 100%. And they deliver within two hours because we're based in Toronto. Outside Toronto will be a little bit longer, but the point is is that for what I need, um, full disclosure, I've been doing cannabis since I was 16. I'm a dinosaur now. I'm 44. Um, I don't need to go to uh, Ontario Cannabis Store to get what I need. I can easily continue to what I'm doing, purchase it through my, through my phone, Deliver it on time Some guy drives up And he chucks it out the window Mm -hmm. And he drives off Right So it's like an Uber For cannabis So what you're
1: saying Is this doesn't really Change anything for you Absolutely nothing
2: Except the whole experience Of being engaged With this um, Culture Has less stigma
3: Well You don't Look What what the government did They didn't make cannabis legal They made it less illegal They made it so that Now you are not Going to be chastised On the street For using it there still has to be respect in governing bodies with it, where it's like smoking a cigarette. You can smoke a joint, where you can smoke a cigarette. You're not gonna smoke a cigarette inside, because that happened 15 years ago, where they stopped allowing you to do that. You it's can't. 15 years ago, now already. When we were, I was, I think 19 when it happened, where it's when it stopped. Because I remember in nightclubs, I, like Halloween, it was like disgusting. Because yeah. you walk, you didn't want to wear any nice clothes yeah, to a yeah, nightclub because yeah. you stink of
2: cigarettes afterwards. I had to change my white shirts back then. And you still the same white shirt. shirt To another white
3: shirt yeah. Your evening wear <laughs> I, yeah,
2: This is my evening wear when it, It's a now. black we're shirt sure.
3: at night <laughs> um, It's making it less illegal I think that the most important part of this Wasn't making cannabis illegal It was the amnesty It's saying that people now who have convictions Can have a lot easier way to expunge the record Because people who I know who are 19 Were caught with a couple dime bags And still can't go to Florida with their family And that is a bigger issue than making cannabis legal
2: I think I, I think from a from an overall tech perspective, I think part of what you said earlier about the data, yes, there'll be so much data collected from people consuming, who's carrying, what have they done? Um, I think that's the bigger landscape, and what other countries will actually look to Canada for. As right? the first G seven now to, right. to actually do it, and there's now dating apps where potheads can
3: meet up with each other really yes there's now a dating app where you can go on there and everyone you know there is very very cannabis friendly so you can meet people and like not feel weird like if you want to pull out a joint on the date you're not going to feel like the person be like oh, you can't do that or i don't want to be high in smell it's like you're meeting it's you have that one step towards like-mindedness interesting so there's that happening now there's a lot of um sexual focus technology that's coming out now which is helping people because THC and CB is known to help with libido, especially people in a later stage in marriage after having kids having a hard time getting their libido back. And now there's apps and there's software that's allowing you to go on and do it and find out what you need to do to get your life back on track. DNA Labs is Toronto-based, they use a swab where you can send in your test, kind of like 23andMe, and they use Canadian technology to help Canadians identify what their metabolism is so what they can handle. So when you go oh, to buy when you go to buy for the first time and they say look your metabolism is really quick so if you want to go for something that's a little bit higher than 15 20% you can handle it. If somebody has a very slow metabolism, they don't want to go for a very high THC component because then they're going to have the the paranoid they won't know how to handle the the onset of the high, the first half hour when you're high.
1: So I mean one of the things that that I, I guess I've seen is there's been a pretty negative response to the OCS's website for most people that I've seen is that similar to what what you've uh, sort of viewed Corey.
3: Look, the website was by no means perfect, mm-hmm. but it was safe. And the same with the logo, same with the packaging. No one's ever going to get fired for being, doing things the safe way. And I think OCS the only way that they could keep Sally Homemaker, who's scared shitless now. The part of my friends who's scared that pot is legal. She feels comfortable going on there because there's nothing there implicitly saying that it's okay. They're just saying that it's legal now. And the packaging has like a warning yeah, on it. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very simple. I think the website had its flaws. I think Shopify did a wonderful job with helping build it. And Shopify's uh managing uh, the back end of Power not, not just
1: OCS, but a variety of other uh, provinces. They won
3: the OCS, OCS account OCS. and they're process they are handling all the like they are the the official Backer, I don't want to say backer, there's other options, but Shopify is a very strong partner. And any, listen, any new website rollout is going to have its bugs, especially when you're selling 50, 60, 70 million dollars in product in
2: the first day. Is that how much they did?
3: I don't know the exact numbers, but there's, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be far off. You have everyone in Canada going to the same website at the same time, buying stuff and it gets sold out. Like.
2: Sorry, they, they did, they, didn't they just do the Ontario one or they did across Canada? shop.
1: Most provinces, I believe, they're managing the backends.
3: But uh, Shopify did, did well. And a lot of people are giving them uh, flack for it. And I think that anybody anybody who's not part of something can give shit to something that they don't agree with or don't like. But to be part of it and to know how much hard work for the last couple of months to put into it, I think the team did a wonderful job. And I think that everything has bugs and you work through it as you go. It's like the Google model. You launch it and then you, you fix it as, as you go.
2: Um, some of the things that we noticed this morning is that on the Shopify site that some products were sold out or it wasn't there. Is that because the inventory was taken out or it's, the inventory sold out?
3: Inventory sold out.
2: So so once the inventory is sold out, they don't list the products. Exactly.
3: It's not like it's, it, well, it, it's... Well, the product, what I was noticing, so there was one from Weedbox. They did a partnership with Terrasend. Theirs was a very, very high THC. It was 24% THC. They had one gram, three gram, five gram, seven gram. 10 gram. The, the container was still there at the end of the day, but it, all, it was all sold out. Other brands just fell off entirely, but the actual strains, it was saying like in the ounce.
1: I noticed that a lot of the accessories were sold out as well. Like all the grinders that were listed yesterday, they're all gone. gone. The, rolling the, the, paper. the single rolling tray that was listed, that's gone as well.
3: All the vaporizers are gone. But do you see this now? Like all of a sudden people like, I went on and bought, I'm a medicinal user. I want to say that I, I support it and I bought. And I bought yesterday. And it's like, Well now what So now what The Canada Post Because the the workers Like screw you guys Now I have to carry On top of bags But Now I have to carry Boxes and boxes And boxes of weed I want more money Or I'm not going to Do your work Mm -hmm. So now they're going On strike So now there's Millions and millions And millions of orders That have to be processed That are not going to Leave on Monday Because there's a Pending strike right now
1: And is that the Expectation when the First orders are going To start arriving in Ontario is, is Monday
3: no, no, not start arriving. If they went out Wednesday, it means that they should hopefully ship Thursday, which means either, depending on where you're going, it could have been today or starting Monday. Interesting. Yeah, but back to the technology point of it, I think that Shopify did a great job with it. I think that uh, just a lot of learning here. There's a lot of learning on what what's going to be done, what can be done. There's a lot of really,
2: really smart people behind the scenes. I think the greatest uh, piece of technology, technology is let's say you have a vaporizer um and that vapor like when i was growing up all that was around was you had to roll your own joint you had to grind it you had to put in you have to roll it up and you just smoke it now years later there are there is technology where it, it comes a, either pre-rolled or oils or whatever but the vaporizers that preheat all the flower stuff um that's a game changer it's easier, but then you can also connect it to an app, which is even more spectacular. It's also use. healthier.
3: Using a vaporizer is the healthiest form of... Other than oils, obviously, is healthier. Because you're not inhaling smoke, it's, it's vapor.
2: Right. It's, it's, the it's
1: obviously still not good for you, but like it's yeah. better than, than smoke.
2: Uh, but but the technology, where, where I'm going, is that this technology obviously didn't exist when I was a young kid. Can I ask what existed other than dirt and... Weave leaves as underwear there, there was nothing There was no buildings When I was growing that's what up saying, There like, was nothing around you're actually every, Everything was just a hill yeah, right? You had to walk uphill He walked barefoot direction. over rocks When I was growing up I had to walk up four hills But there was a Tim Hortons there, That's the only thing That was there So he had to walk Every yeah. day for his Opa To yep. grab a double-double yep. double yep. From Tim Hortons Yeah yep. those, those were the times <laughs> And I had no shoes Back then No, you had your chucks No, <laughs> Yeah chucks. <laughs> You had your chucks <laughs> But but it's amazing That that You can actually be so free in so many ways from the technology within Love. the cannabis space. 100%.
1: Some of the advancements though too are not yet legal in Canada.
3: So concentrates, not that's, the, that's a big thing. Edibles are not legal unless, and here's the kicker, if you make it at home from your own medicinal stuff, of course they can't stop you from doing what you want to do with your medicine. So concentrates are legal if you make it yourself. As long as you are making it yourself, it is legal fascinating if you're using your medicinal weed to create something it's legal it's when you're buying it it is not legal mm. so you guys should do cooking with cannabis tech
2: i, th- I think the silence a, like, si- with like a smart pan like, yeah, like, like Corey, mm, no matter how creative you are that ain't no, gonna work we, we aren't gonna do that
3: but like patrick i, w- I want to know so you've been a pack seizure for a very long time
1: no i wouldn't say a long time probably about six months or okay, so here
3: comes a pun what draw i was gonna say what what has drawn you because when you take a draw from a vape what has drawn you to using packs other than it being expensive and fancy
1: i had used other vaporizers uh prior to the packs uh, the packs three um I, th- I believe it was like the first generation solo from air riser which is a, a Waterloo based yeah. company uh and i liked it and i i preferred that way of consuming cannabis um but I just heard so much about the packs uh, in terms of the advancements, and like I like gadgets. Like I work at Mobile for a reason, and the PAX is it's ha- very much in my mind, anyways, half vaporizer, half tech gadget. Like you can the
3: gamified smoking,
1: very much. You can connect it to your phone. That's a very uh, hackable. I have a story is. for that. It is, yeah. Um, you can connect it to your phone. You can change all kinds of things with how it's operating. Um, you can change it to like a setting where there's more flavor with the vapor that you're inhaling. Um, I really just wanted to to try it because I'd heard so much about it. I think that's why I landed on it, even though there's like, there's even vaporizers out there now that, um, like from Crafty and stuff like that, that people say are even better than what PAX is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, although they have pretty insane price tags, like $450 Canadian, stuff like that, um, which I think is ridiculous. But uh, I think that's why I ended up on the PAX, was just because in so many ways it seems like. Um, the brand that has become synonymous with uh, dry leaf cannabis vaporizers,
3: and I can tell you that. So, for anybody listening who's not sure who or what PAX is, PAX is like the. It's like if you want to put it bluntly, is the apple of yeah cannabis hardware in terms of its design and its price. But it was the first vape hardware available to consumers that implemented as an app and tech involved, which on the consumer end gamified it and added a level of tracking and understanding what you're what you're using. And from Pax's perspective, it was genius because now they own all this data. They know what you're smoking, when you're smoking it, how often, they know the heat level you're doing it, what you're combusting it at. And that's all solid data that they can either use back or resell or position or help them advance their products. And like it's so interesting how they've done it and though and how they made it so that when you go on there you literally could know everything about the session, and then they've connected it with a couple other uh, soft uh, apps and other programs that add a new layer of it. Where now, like, they know at seven in the morning you're using um this strain, you took three hits of it at this temperature, and that's really interesting information to have.
1: It's, it's it, the device itself, too, is like by no means perfect, it gets resin in it. Very very quickly, the you clean it awful. quite frequently. The battery is not the greatest. You have to charge it all the time. And they
3: made it wire. They made it like touch, like conductive. Not- yeah,
1: that that part of it's kind of it, strange too. You also it, like it, it costs so much money, and it doesn't come with a wall charger. You have to plug it in via USB. Um, so that it's by no means perfect. Um, and there's a lot of different uh, dry leaf vaporizers out there, but I think they were one of the first to sort of
3: make it pretty one,
1: make it pretty and package it in a way that made it seem. Um, I guess to help normalize it and make it seem uh, more attainable and friendly to the average consumer.
2: Absolutely. What are those companies going to do with the data? Is it like a marketing angle where they can eventually advertise like the cigarette industry did years ago? I think it's less that. It's more going to be, look
3: what Enveronics does with their marketing. Every year, they come out with a consensus. And every other agency wants to buy it because they talk about trends. What I see Pax doing is now once they own this data, every year they can release like a syllabus of information about Canadians and what they're using and how they're using it, everyone's going to want it. It's going to cost a fortune to buy. Everyone's going to want it solely so that they can start building their marketing strategies for the year based on this because it's, it's It's exact data. It's data of what people are using and where because of the GPS, because the app knows where you're using and when. They know, you know what, Young and Blue at 8 o'clock in the morning might be a really good place for us to put up a really big billboard because we have 70% market penetration there. Maybe we shouldn't do it over by the X because we thought so, but it's actually a lot of young families growing up, coming up there, and they're not as heavy of users.
1: But are they only getting this data if you're connecting uh, the PAX three, which is the only one that connects via yeah. app to to your phone? They can't. They can't get it. Like
3: no, the only way to, for
1: any tech, if it's tech company to get
2: your data is to be connected. Yeah. So then you have to okay, you have to agree to the terms.
3: Once you're downloading, you will say, "Do you accept blah blah blah?" And everyone says Which yes. No one reads. No one reads. Everyone accepts it. And then they get, "Oh, you stole my data!" What the? I, hell I think do that's you how think it that you... sounds. People freak out and they're like, "Fear, yeah. that you're watching me." But when was the last time anybody said no to them saying? By signing up here you agree, and I'm sure so Samir laughing like wahaha I do that all the time wahaha No I actually don't no yeah. I just
0: uh, keep track of all the all the websites that collect my data and then at the end of the year I'm just I just cry You do a purge I cry at all of the information you just that look at throw the thrown out yeah. yeah of course of course Well have you ever
3: done a purge of Facebook connected apps Yes and I have ones from there you know what I deleted yesterday for the first time actually I had Blackberry World games connected mm. Wow 12 oh. years ago that were connected to Facebook so I could post my score. I try to do that
1: once a year with uh, both Facebook and Twitter connected apps. I'll go through and just delete the ones. How that I you have? That I, I, had, use. I had
3: 700 apps. I, I've done
1: it yearly. So like, I don't know, by the end of the year, I probably have 50 or something like that. And then I call it down to the ones that still matter and I still use.
2: Speaking of BlackBerry, a friend of mine pulls out his iPhone and goes, before he opens it up, um, sorry, you open up the home screen and a BlackBerry logo popped up. I go, "What? what's going on with your phone there? He goes every time I have a virus (laughs) that I open my email or my phone, the BlackBerry Secure comes up because I work for Chase, and Chase uses BlackBerry Secure. Do you use Knox or not Samsung? No, uh, Samsung Knox, but fascinating. Totally right. Really. Um, So he's an iPhone. It's secured by BlackBerry because the information that he has is so sensitive. Yeah. Which is, I've never thought of that before. Yeah, that's very interesting. So BlackBerry is embedded in depending which company obviously but chase is a massive com- company in the States in Canada probably worldwide so look I can tell you it's been uh it's interesting
3: to see and with PAX, they have no interest in Canada Pax doesn't have an interest in Canada, interesting Canada.
2: even with everything going on have you, have
3: you ever seen a specific have you seen a single specific advertisement of PAX here other than when so when um, MJ biz was here it's, it's the world's largest yeah, they did, Canada they did like a media they did a party with Green Lane other than that, PAX has zero interest in Canada. Do they really need to? Yeah. Well, right now, no, because they don't care. It wasn't legal up till now. Now that it's legal, I think they might. But there's been a lot, of, a lot of other vape companies, like my client, Vapium, dropped the name, who does and who do and who want to. And they want to own the market and they want to come in here and they want to disrupt. And like yesterday, we were walking to Trinity Bellwoods saying to people, if you give me your, your vaporizer, I'm going to give you a Vapium light. And I had 15 people who threw out their vaporizers and took the Vapium light from me.
1: So he, here's a question: How 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 does a company get their vaporizers sold on a platform like the
3: OCS? Like what what do they need to do to make they that to, happen? I'd suggest going through cannabis compliance. Okay, they're a company that works very closely with the OCS, and go through the notions of getting listed there. And you have to go through the the. So there's a process. To there's getting a process. On there. okay. Yes, there's a process. But yeah, no, it's uh for the listeners. I know that this was a little bit off color of what mobile super do, but I think it's really interesting that as you guys now have the access to this new world, you make educated decisions when you're buying and don't buy because your friends told you to buy. Do your research. There's a lot of, a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of data out there. Don't be ignorant. Go do your research and go buy something that's good for you, not because your friend is. Because if your friend has lower back pain and likes something really strong, You might have a negative effect and become all of a sudden turned off to it when you just could have you had to do something that was more for you than for them. Probably one of the smartest things I think I've heard from you, dude. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, it's strange what happens when you care about what you're doing. I'm being serious. It's strange. It's like I was was being really sincere. Yeah, I know you were. No, you
1: hundred percent were. I'm just laughing because I find that. Yeah, I'm telling you, like
3: I'm very, very, very passionate about the space. I'm very passionate about it. I want to make sure it unequivocally saved my life. It saved my marriage. It saved my business. It saved my life. Every which way you can do, and anytime people reach out to me, say, "Hey, core, I want to get into it. I want CBD oil. I want to do this." I send them the resources. I want if somebody is comfortable enough to reach out to me and ask me for help, I'm happy to sp- provide them with that. And as a publicist, because I have now access to the media to tell a story, it needs to be a, a story worth telling.
1: So I think I think a good place to kind of wrap it up is like, where is the Canadian cannabis industry headed now? Like. We know we know what the status of things are in the in the, for the current next space, few months. Next?
3: For the next few months, get ready for April first when the stores start popping up because that's when it's going to start getting interesting. Is building the brands we're working. brain makers working with a few retail shops to start building the brand, building their identity. Um, I think that's going to be very exciting. Until then, if there's a restock buy, um, my favorite strain is Galliano from Broken Coast. It's uh, delicious, and then. I would say seven acres, but they're not in Ontario. They're in every other province but Ontario.
1: And then what about the whole situation with uh, concentrates and edibles and stuff? Is that farther
2: down the line? It's next year. Next year? Next year.
3: But uh, yes, buy, educated. Don't buy, just to buy.
2: But even even that's over, overwhelming. The education is super overwhelming. Unbelievably overwhelming. Well, there's all those so different platforms out there, like Leafly how much time and we have left? Sorry. Lyft and Co. And yeah, Lyft. Ly- we, we've done a few stories on Lyft, and the reason we've done them is because they are doing a different angle on the space they want to build a community they want to educate you um, but there's so much and you can be overwhelmed
1: their in-store education platforms uh, pretty fascinating and impressive in the way that it breaks down cannabis to a level that um, anyone can understand I, I saw a brief demonstration a couple of weeks ago of it at their office and was quite it's, with it's, what they're doing
3: people are very very stupid as a whole so if you're going to market and sell They'll to somebody
0: but he's also looking at Patrick. He glanced at, at me. It's he fantastic glaring. radio, but no, yes, no, just in sorry. case anyone's wondering. Corey's he's, looking at Pat,
2: he's he, Patrick he's, His head is tilted to Patrick, but looking at me. People are... Vi- no. He's looking at me now. <laughs> now he's, looking he's looking at, at me. So anyway, cannabis is alive and thriving in Canada. Uh, has been for years, but now it's legal.
3: Now you're not a, a degenerate for using it.
2: Okay. And, uh, and uh, we'll be following the tech angle... Of this space for uh, the foreseeable future, I yeah. believe it's yeah. it's something that uh, why we chose to go down this route because um, it's something new. It's, it's, it's exciting, exciting, and it's, there's innovations happening here. I implore Canadians space. to download Strainprint.
3: Strainprint is the app that helps you track and, and get to you know and understand strains, especially as you're just starting. It'll ask you how you're consuming, when you're consuming. It'll start opening the door to the to the knowledge of it. So yes, yeah, if you are a Canadian, download strain print. It'll help you.
0: All right. Well, on that note, you guys wanna do uh, do some shout outs? No? No? Patrick's uh, motioning that he does no, not.
1: I'm saying that I, I do, but I need to find mine. Oh fantastic. Quickly. All right.
0: Uh, so then Ian, do you wanna start off with shout uh, shoutouts? Any shout outs?
3: Um No thanks.
0: Okay, fair enough. Corey, do you wanna do you wanna throw out any shout outs there? I, I mean, would like
3: to shout out my team at Rainmaker who have worked over time to help make everything happen the clients that i'm working with who are continuously keeping me engaged and entertaining what they're doing and excited to do my job and the team at mobile syrup who despite their better judgment keep letting me come back and help them out and do things
0: that was a double shout out i
2: think it was like
3: a triple shout out triple shout like a triple shot and shout out to ian for his hair and patrick's i swear to god can i touch your hair please uh I, only after the podcast this is
1: getting awkward so uh, my shout-out goes to the game that I covered last week for our Game of the Week section. It's a mobile game called Shooting Hoops made by Victoria, BC-based developer. I'm uh, um, trying to figure out what their name was. I think they're called Frosty Pop. Let me make sure that I have that accurate. Yeah, it's Frosty Pop. Um, and it's a pretty simple iOS game. You basically bounce a basketball around that seems to have, at least this is what it looks like in the game, has an airsoft rifle attached to it. And the basketball blasts through the air, and your job is to sort of maneuver it into the hoop. Um, So it's a very simple pick-up-and-play game, uh, pretty difficult to master if you put the time into it. Um, But I've had a lot of fun with it. So shout-out to them for releasing a relatively good free-to-play game on mobile, which isn't something we see very often.
0: right. I'm going to shout out something that's about to happen or soon to happen in the future, not something uh, from this past week, but on October 22nd, the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission, the CRTC, they're going to be uh, holding their public hearing into the subject of uh, aggressive or misleading telecom sales practices. So stay tuned to mobilesyrup.com on October 22nd because there is going to be, there's going to be some coverage. It might be round the clock. It's probably not going to be 24-7, but it's gonna be it's gonna be there. Uh where can we find you guys? Corey, where can we find you?
3: On Twitter, I am at Corey Herskew, and on Instagram, I'm just Herskew.
1: You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and on
2: mobilecerp.com. Ian? Find me at Taylor Swift on Twitter and on YouTube as well. I don't even think that's here. No, I was gonna Twitter say his handle. actually
3: his Twitter is Tim
2: Hortons. That'd be would be better. I should have done Tim Hortons, but honestly, Taylor
3: Swift. I don't even listen to Taylor Swift. You
2: can just go to the, the site and uh, check us out there. Latest 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 news, reviews. Samir, where can the world find you? You are the interesting person. The here.
0: world can find me on Twitter at samirchabra Chabra ninety four, and of course they can find me. The whole world can just find me on MobileSyrup.com. dot com. If you're looking for mobile syrup, of course, we're dot com, and we are mobile syrup on facebook twitter and instagram and snapchat and, and Ray- snapchat
3: and rainmaker pr
0: and we can find cory at rainmaker pr okay thank you <laughs> yeah. and that is it for this week's episode that just killed it thank you for tuning in
2: cory hersky today <laughs> thank you everybody for tuning in we appreciate that and we yes.
0: hope you will tune in next time thank you for having me